I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfinance, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about all the chores that so many of us have been talking about doing or wanting to do but not doing during all these odd and long weeks and weeks and weeks of isolation or limitation that we've had in our parts of the world and during this crazy time. And one of the things that I've seen so many of my mom friends doing is organizing every part of the house and especially our pantries, right? Because we we wanted to make sure we had enough food in the house so we didn't have to go to the grocery store too often and we can meet our family's needs. So a ton of the moms I know have been cleaning out and organizing their pantries, some so beautifully that they end up on Instagram and Pinterest and others just getting it done. But one of the things that um, we all need to do when we organize a pantry, especially if we've moved things into attractive containers or containers that hold more than the average package of something would hold, is we need to label it. We need to make sure we know what's in that attractive container. Is it sugar or is it flour or is it salt? And so many things in our pantries can look similar to one another. And I was thinking about this the other day because we got one of many calls on our radio show, More to Life, which you can hear every day on Sirius XM 130 or through the Ave Maria radio app if you can't hear us on your local Catholic radio station. And the call we got was from a mom who was describing a member of her family. And in the conversation, one of the things she said was, oh, well, he's got such a sanguine personality. And it was supposed to be this label that everybody could understand. But if you didn't know that term, you may not know what it meant. And we hit that kind of idea a lot in the fact that we all sort of label things, traits in ourselves and in other people. Things like, um, I'm an introvert, but my husband's an extrovert. She's a, I don't know, insert all the letters that you can come up with from the MMPI. And that's supposed to help people understand it. My son is shy. My baby is high need. All of these different terms that somewhere in our experience and our education have come to mean something that allows us to shorthand our experience of a person or ourselves in a way that's supposed to help us understand it and hopefully other people understand what we're talking about, to make the conversation easier to have. And in many ways, these are, these are words that are very helpful, that, that give you a quick understanding of something if you're familiar with them. 
But in other ways, they can be really limiting because while they're there to try to help us, we often get stuck in those things. We say, this is who he, she is. This is who I am. Instead of saying, this is something that describes a trait in my son, my daughter, my husband, my sister, me, whoever we're talking about. And that's when those labels end up not serving us as well as we want them to. They, they're no longer a way to help us understand or communicate, but they become something that we end up getting stuck in. And as I was looking, and it seems like I'm making a jump here, but go with me, as I was looking at all of these beautiful pantry organizational things that several women have shared with me on different groups that I belong to or that I see on on social media, I began to realize that these labels we give ourselves and other people are really very much like those labels we have to put on containers in our pantry. You know, they help us to know what's in the container, what's in that jar. But just as in cooking, our own personal labels or the ones in our pantry should really just be thought of as a starting point, just a starting point. So let's take one ingredient, for example. Let's say flour, okay? If you're looking at a container that's labeled flour, well, it just tells us what's in there. We have to know more about flour to know what that really means. If we begin to learn about it, then we can say, oh, well, I can bake a cake with flour or make lots and lots of wonderful baked goods. But if we learn a little bit more about flour, then we can find out, well, I can make a roux for a sauce for that or thicken a sauce with flour. I can coat chicken and make a piccata with that flour. If we want to think really creatively and outside the kitchen, we can even use flour to make paper mache and maybe make a pinata for our kid's birthday. Because just because we have something and we know what its name is and its basic consistency is, doesn't mean that we should be stuck in that. I mean, if we just tasted a spoonful of flour, ugh, that's disgusting. And we wouldn't think it was worth very much or do very much good. But it's only when we know about it, we learn about what can be done with it, and we apply our own creativity to it, that we can really make something out of that flour or any other ingredient in our pantry. We can discover how to, to use it in creative ways, just as we need to be able to discover how to use the different elements of us to reach our goals and find the blessing of that ingredient of our personality, especially when mixed with our other gifts and talents that God has given us. So the analogy really works. Just knowing something about ourselves, a trait about ourselves or somebody we care about, it's only a starting point. 
it's only a starting point. It, it helps us to know what works and what doesn't work in, for us or for that person. But when we take those traits and we really learn about them and we discover more about them and we decide to apply our, our creative brains, everything can change. But it does take time, just like in cooking. The discovery and the transformation work for ourselves is going to take some time. You know, no good cook is born knowing how to make a wide variety of excellent dishes. He or she has to read and work the recipe of others who know more and have done more. It helps to learn alongside of those who have more experience in the kitchen and perhaps even take classes from experts. Likewise, when we're able to label a trait for ourselves, we need to learn how to use that trait to benefit others and ourselves. We should talk with others who have that trait and see how they've grown to use it as a blessing. We can read about how to form and achieve goals using that trait positively on our journey. We can consult with great coaches and counselors who've become experts in how to use those characteristics as a boost to help us embrace all the possibilities that God may have in store. Again, when we look at our pantry, very few of those ingredients are delicious by themselves, like I said about the flour. I mean, it goes for cinnamon and just about everything else in there. By itself, just a spoonful of it, it can seem useless. It can seem disappointing. It can even be very off-putting. But when we learn how to combine it with other ingredients and cook it the right way, it can feed us and it can give us joy and it can draw us closer to other people as we share those, those wonderful treats that we make, those delicious meals. So there, there are lots of things about ourselves that we have a tendency to label and then we just get frustrated or discouraged, or feel limited by them. But today, I really want to encourage you to instead see those traits as an invitation to explore the positive ways you can train and use that part to bless your life and be a blessing to others, or to help use those traits in the people that you love, your family members who might be feeling limited by some of their labels, to really reach and grow and be creative, to see how they can bring out the best in themselves and the best of, of others by using those traits, not as just a label to be stuck with, but as a gift to be explored, to be in exploration with others who are expert in these things so that we can grow and we can really flourish, whether it's us or someone we love. Because just as any ingredient in our pantry can be used in various and wondrous ways when we learn how to use it, we can use any personal label to become the amazing, unique people that God created us to be. We just need to be kind to ourselves and be creative while we look beyond the label. I hope that you find this an encouraging idea. I hope that you can take some of this and really begin to free yourself from anything that that label made you feel frustrated about and 
begin to be able to bloom and, and be the person that God has created you to be because he doesn't give us anything that he can't use for our good and for his glory. Um, if you ever have a hard time figuring out how to use those labels or help other people who are living with labels in a beneficial and positive way that gives you joy, then by all means, be in contact with those who can really help you. Great teachers, great coaches. We're always available through catholiccounselors.com. This is what we do. We do it for individuals. We do it for families. And we help people be their best selves and be able to really discover who they are in God's grace and his plan for them. So if you ever find yourself saying, I can't get out of this label idea, this stuckness by myself, we're here for you. But I hope you have a wonderful journey discovering everything that God wants you to be, including the best mom that you can be, the individual, unique mom that God wants you to be for your family. God bless you all. See you soon. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to Monfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.